this another episode of the Shiesty Show. I'm your host, Matt, back with another episode and uh, got some good news. The studio is finally set up. It's spectacular, looking good as ever. They always say it's not what you got, but what you got and how you use it. Um, this is going to be the studio for a while. Definitely want to get some some things put up right here. Uh, probably the famous picture I used for the cover art, uh, Joe Shiesty. Uh, I might have it get stenciled out and then just spray paint it. But <clears throat> this is pretty much it right here, man. Uh, this is going to be the layout from now on. And, and uh, hopefully can bring you footage along with the audio. So <clears throat> you can watch on YouTube. And uh, if you don't know, subscribe to BMD Network uh, on YouTube. Uh, look us up on Spotify, the Shiesty Show. You know, up there now on Spotify. Check us out, man. But uh, happy to bring it to you. That's why we came a little late this week. We usually, we're going to start dropping on Tuesdays. Uh, preferably Tuesday mornings around 10 or 11. Um, I'm planning to do the podcast and then probably release it uh, a little bit later on that day. Um, as far as anything else, you know, it set me back a little bit, but we're bringing you the episode here. Uh, episode 14 on Sunday, um, relaxing with the family, but definitely wanted to come and bring the podcast to you. So there's a couple things I've been wanting to touch on and, and, uh, speak my mind on so i had to bring the podcast this is episode 14 welcome to the shiesty show and if you don't know i'm your host matt uh first thing i definitely wanted to talk about was the fight previously uh last saturday night with uh david benavides and caleb plant man what a great fight uh i definitely think caleb plant was winning uh winning the first half of the fight i'd say round one through six i definitely thought um Caleb Plant held his own, did his thing, looked sharp, was sticking and moving, picked up some things he must have learned from uh, fighting Canelo and and getting that high-level competition. He looked sharp. He was moving good. Uh, he's not too much smaller than Benavides, so height-wise, reach-wise, everything was pretty fair matched. Um, he looked good. Six rounds. He was solid. He was sticking. He was moving. He was giving Benavides a lot of a lot of problems in the beginning of the fight. And then six, uh, we'll say six to twelve. The end of no, not even six. Seven to twelve is when Benavides started to get it rolling, moving forward, heavier puncher. Uh, some of those shots that he uh, Plant was absorbing in the first six rounds definitely just started to wear on him. You could tell. Uh, he wasn't sticking as moving as much. He wasn't really following behind the jab like he was in the first half of the fight. He did an excellent job at, at, at definitely counter punching, but but like I said, once those heavy punches started to wear on him, and, and uh, Benavides didn't throw too many body shots, but when he did, he definitely was throwing power punches. I definitely, uh, if I look up the numbers, I guarantee Benavides probably had more of the power punches. Uh, he w- he was looking to end the fight soon. Uh, he had Plant wobbled, Plant shaking up in a couple of those uh, later rounds. You know, I think nine, and there was another later round, maybe eleven. I want to say uh, Plant was just holding on and, and and trying to survive the round. Wasn't really throwing back many punches toward the end. Um, like I said, the heavier puncher, he was he was. Uh, Keeping it close, and when 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 it really got tough toward the end, Plant really couldn't sustain the power anymore. Uh, not to take anything away from Caleb Plant, I think he hey he put up a great fight. 
he still puts his name up there as as one of the top middleweights, super middleweights, I shall say. Uh, he definitely puts his name in there and will still be a top contender for anyone. I, I even give him, uh, if he has a rematch, you know, he could you couldn't just say, oh, Benavidez, will, it's an easy fight. I, I definitely think Caleb Plant would still give Benavidez a run for his money. Um, Canelo, Canelo, maybe a different story. I think Canelo won that fight fairly easy, even though Plant did, uh, have him a little tricked in the beginning of the fight as well. I think one through four, Plant was really sticking and moving. And like I said, once the power puncher got those body shots and, and heavy punches on, uh, Canelo pretty much, pretty much rolled him out into the end of the fight. Um, kind of here, what happened with Benavides, it took a little bit longer for Benavides. Uh, even though Benavides is bigger than Canelo, uh, maybe even definitely, uh, I would say, bigger puncher just from the size difference. You know, I think Benavides, he, they say he's six and a half feet, but he looked taller than Plant, and they have Plant listed at 6'1". So I, I'm going to say Benavides like 6'2", 6'3". Uh, if he's coming in at 168, he's probably going back up to 190. He, he still looks kind of slim in the shoulders, but uh, – He's definitely probably walking around 190, 200 pounds at least uh, for him being that tall. So um, this was a good fight. Great for boxing. The whole card was just terrific, man. There was another fight on there. Um, I forget the fighter's name right now. It was the co-main event. Um, those guys. Oh, no, no, no. Not the co-main event. The one right before the co-main event. Um, it was a. Uh, it was a close fight, and they actually gave the decision. It was a Mexican, I forget his name right now, and a brother that he was fighting. And I forget his name as well right now. But um, these guys were going at it. Uh, they they both had their moments in the fight, but for majority of the power punches and everything was going more to the Mexican guy. Uh, and at the end, they ended up giving it to the other guy. And uh, fans were booing. Even the announcer said that was a terrible decision. Um, so, you know, bo boxing still has its politics. Boxing still has its problems. But as far as that whole fight card, man, it, it, it was just it was just a great thing, man. Uh, great moment. Great moment for boxing. Great moment for everything that was going on. Uh, actually gave us some competitive fights other than fucking watching a YouTube guy come and fight UFC guys. Uh, it it was this this was a good night for boxing, man. And. And that brings me on to my next segment, which is going to be the Tank and Ryan fight coming up this month. This is on April 2nd, so we got about three weeks to go. Um, getting closer here down the stretch. Hydration clause, how do I feel about it? Um, I think it's kind of weak if he's never made anyone else. If he's never made anyone else uh, do this for a fight against Tank. It, it, it gets... It, it not only is weak, but I think it kind of shows a little bit of doubt crept into Tank's to Tank's mind about taking on this fight. Um, no, not saying Tank is gonna get walked over. Not saying that. I think is Tank is a good fighter, great power. I say that great power, man. He's because there's a lot of these Tank fights that I've watched. Uh, he didn't look so good in some of these rounds. Um, he was actually getting beat up in some of these rounds in some of these fights. And, you know, but you got to watch when they're dangerous with the with the power like a Deontay Wilder. He's a mini Deontay Wilder. 
You know, he might not be the most skill-wise. He still got good skill. Don't get me wrong. When he fought Cruz with the one hand, I get it. But that's boxing. You can't you can't blame injuries. People get broken nose, broken fingers. But you know he did show some skill. But the one thing he definitely has is the power. So you gotta watch out for for the sneaky power where you might be taking control of fire and you get a little risky. And that's the moment he waits for, and you know capitalizes on those moments. But you can't say that he was winning all those fights. You know, um, still Cruz put up a great fight. But as far as tank goes, man, uh, that hydration clause things, it's 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 a little. But this is boxing. This is this is uh, this is the blueprint. You know, he comes behind Floyd. This is the blueprint Floyd had. Floyd had catch weights. Uh, he would he wouldn't go past a certain weight, which I get. Um, Floyd's not the biggest guy, so I get that. But then it followed up with Canelo doing that for a long time. Uh, so Canelo didn't have to go up to fight middleweights like Triple G in his prime and like the David Lemuse in his prime. Uh, Canelo fought at a catch weight of 155. Uh, he made those guys get sucked up and come down, and that's a little bit more of an advantage for him. Uh, I think this is a little bit more of an advantage for Tank. But like I said, this is boxing. When you're the top guy, I guess you can make stimulations like that, and it just... If you want to get paid and you want the fight, you got to follow through. So I give Ryan a lot of credit, man. Um, when these fights were getting held up, a lot of people were blaming Ryan, this and that. But from what I see now, it, it kind of seems like Tank was the one maybe prolonging it with all these demands that he wants. And it, it, it's kind of coming and looking like that to me uh, personally. But as far as the fight goes, I, I still think it's going to be a great fight. I People, regardless of what people say, they might think that I'm a tank hater. I know some people out there, you know, but I'm not a tank hater. I just think that tank is not what he's cracked up to be. And uh, this is going to be the fight that really shows who's who. Ryan is the same thing. You could say the same thing for Ryan. I'm not the biggest Ryan fan. I wasn't really. I thought his last fight when he fought the cab driver, he didn't really do much. Um but these are two guys that they say are top of their game, top of the game, uh, in their prime, still young. I think Javante's 28, 29, you know, around my age. And I believe Ryan is 24, you know, 25, maybe somewhere in there. So both guys still young, still sharp, still doing their thing. And uh, I think it's going to be a great fight. Like I said, I think it's going to decision. Even with Tank with the power, I think, I think Ryan, you know, being his size, I, I even though he did get knocked down by Luke Campbell, I don't think he's going to go in there and be reckless like that um, and try to avoid that power at all costs but still be sharp. And I'm going to give Ryan uh, the edge on points in the decision. Uh, that's that's the that's the opinion of the shiesty show here. And what we call it now, Ryan by decision, um, that's going to be a great fight, though, man. Can't wait for that. I'm glad that boxing is bringing us these fights. I hope – that this snowballs into Terrence and Errol Spence seeing how much money this generates. Because regardless of what you think about either fighter or Tank and Ryan are going to make a lot of money. A lot of money, man. And <clears throat> regardless of how you feel, they're going to be able to provide and, and, and give the best life to their family. And you can't hate on that. So I think that Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford are going to see what this generates, see the stadium packed. They're going to be there. You know they're going to be there. And um, hopefully we can make that fight happen, you know, because there's a lot of money to be made with 
when you put the best against the best, that's where the real money's at and the legacy. So why not do it? Um, the belts in boxing are a little crazy now, motherfuckers. I didn't even know Benavides had three belts. I, I was like, God damn, I thought Canelo had all the belts. What, this guy got three belts. Um, but, you know, that's boxing for you. But, you know, it's it's good to see that they're starting to come out with some competitive fights other than Jake Paul and the, and the Canelo um, things going on. So great for boxing, man. And another thing on boxing that we they just named, like I said, snowballing for the Crawford Spence. It's snowball with Loma and Haney. You know, I think they probably saw, hey, man, Ryan and Tank can make the deal happen. They finally did it after two, three years of going back and forth. If they can make it happen, let's make it happen. And I think Loma's still at the top of his game. He's a little older, mid-30s. <clears throat> Haney's, you know, coming into his own young cat. I believe Haney's really young, though. I think he's in his 23, 24, I want to say, somewhere around that range. So, But that's still going to be a great fight. I think Loma's not past his prime. I don't think he'll be a dud. I think this is going to be another great one. Me, I got Haney, man. Um, Haney just reminds me of a young Mayweather. Like when Mayweather was in there like sticking and moving and ducking and dodging, but still going up against the best like De La Hoya. Well, he fought De La Hoya more at the end. But when he, when he took down Gotti, when he took down, um, when he took down Madonna, he was still sharp. When he took down Zab, even though, you know, they say Zab should have won that fight, but you know, Mayweather was was definitely not running when he fought Castillo twice. Uh, that young Mayweather man, the 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 stick and move in defense, but to still be aggressive, that's the young Mayweather to me, and that's the Mayweather that I like the most. If you're gonna talk about Mayweather, I didn't really like Mayweather toward the end of his career, and that's not me just being a hater. I think for me, it was more Mayweather did it for business. Uh, can't can't fault him. Like I said, with the Tank Ryan, both guys made a lot of money. Floyd made definitely a lot of money in this boxing game, so you can't hate on it. But as far as the Floyd I think about, I like Pretty Boy Floyd. I think Pretty Boy Floyd was not scared of any challenge. Not saying he was ever scared. He just kind of maneuvered toward the end of his career. But I think in the beginning when he was trying to get to that money and be successful and be great, he didn't he he didn't shy away from any challenge. And uh you know, that's the Floyd I like. So he, he reminds me back to Haney, back to the tangent, off the tangent, but back to Haney is he, he reminds me of a young Floyd, man. He's crisp. He's sharp. He counters. He punches hard. You know, that's another thing with young Floyd. He They say he wasn't a knockout puncher, but go watch young Floyd, man. Those punches definitely snap people's heads back. So um, that's what I see in Devin Haney. I got Devin Haney in that one. Even though that's a great fight, man, that's another one that's coming up that's going to be fucking absolutely great for boxing. I'm happy, man. I love boxing. I think, to me, basketball, football number one, basketball number two, boxing number three for me personally. Um, <clears throat> I'm always with it. Not really the biggest UFC guy, but but when it comes to boxing, I pay attention. I'm not so hard on it where I'm, I'm, I'm finding these underground guys, but I, I watch and pick and choose who I like and, and steadily watch their fights and whenever they come on. And um, he's definitely one I keep an eye on, man. Devin Haney, uh, he's going to be the future. You could count it on that. He's going to be the future. Um, so, and back, back to boxing, one more thing. For Canelo has a fight coming up in May. He's always going to fight close to May 5th. That's his date. Cinco de Mayo. Everyone knows that. Mexican, you know that. 
September 16th, Mexican Independence Day. Those are just his dates carved out, Mayweather style. That's what he did. But his next fight, I feel, he he's already kind of saying he's going to. Uh, either it's the rematch with Bevo. I don't know if that's at 175. I think, to be honest, 175, um, I think we see a lot of what we saw the first fight. I think that might just be a little bit, not saying Canelo's not good at what he does. I just think that's a little bit out of Canelo's weight weight class, man. Um, because of Bevo's at 175, he's probably sparring with heavyweights. I don't think Canelo's hitting harder than heavyweights, you know. Uh, he probably does hit like a heavyweight, but if you're sparring with them all day long, you get used to those punches. Somehow you get used to them. Um, like I said, Bevo didn't look like he was really bothered by the power. Um, like most people are when they start feeling Canelo and the pressure. Uh, so I, I don't see that fight really happening unless he can get talk Bevo because Canelo is still the money man. Don't get it twisted. Canelo is the money man in boxing and for the Mexican. You know, Mexicans don't get a lot of behind. They don't get too deep into to, uh, a lot of sports. But when it comes to soccer, boxing, and the Lakers and the Dodgers, uh, the Mexican fans come out and support, you know, regardless of what's going on. So don't get it twisted. Canelo's the money man. But if he can talk Bevo into coming down to 168, I think that would be a great fight. I think that's a that's a, that's a a good fight. I think Bevo wouldn't really have to cut much to come down. Um, but if not, uh, you know, Benavides coming off a big win against Caleb Plant. Looking good. They call him the Mexican monster. That uh, That size difference. 6'2 to about 5'8. That's that size difference is uh it's a little scary, man. Even though Canelo fought plant plant 6'1. Like I said, Benavides is easy 6'2, 6'3. And 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 uh you know, he has dynamite in those hands. So uh I think I think it's gonna be a tough fight for either guy, uh tough fight for Canelo. But um, that's the fu- that's the future of what we're looking at. Hopefully, Canelo makes a pick, and uh, either or, you know, I'm not the biggest Canelo fan, but if he che- if he chooses either one of these guys, then definitely Canelo, you got to put as number one. Um, got to put him as number one. Just the fact that he's not running from the challenges. You know, the one th- the one gripe I've always had with Canelo is I always felt he made triple g chase him down and time got the best of that but as far as now and the future and what he's doing now he's still biggest man in boxing biggest promotion in boxing possibly um and he's about his bread but you know what he's taking on the challenges man and if he takes on benavides or bivo i'm not mad at either or that's a great fight uh great for his legacy like you said and um Man, that's 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 something to tip your hat to, you know, because in boxing, it seems like a lot of things get mixed up in business and fights don't happen and then the fans lose out. So, you know, but I will say this, just like I'm giving Canelo praise. Now, if he comes back and chooses to fight another no, not saying this guy he's fighting in May is a no name guy. I've actually heard he's pretty good from sources of mine, but. If he comes back and he fights someone on a lesser talent level, then uh, I don't respect it, man. And that's what's wrong with boxing.
So I just hope that Canelo is uh, true to what he's saying and he's doing it for legacy and uh, we see one of those fights because that would be great for boxing. But off the boxing tip, we on some basketball, some basketball. No, you know what? Let's go to some NFL news first. Lamar Jackson requested a trade from Baltimore. Uh, you could kind of, you could probably say this was gonna come uh, down the pipeline. Now that they've been, the rumor is there were about a hundred million um, apart on the deal. So we're gonna see what happens. Will they trade him? I think they're gonna try to hold on to him as long as they can. Uh, uh, but if they do trade him, you're definitely gonna get a king's ransom for a former NFL MVP of the league. So, you know, that should be big time for the Ravens, regardless of what they do. They trade him or they keep him, man. I don't I don't see why you don't keep him. Um, you know, he's he's one of the best in the game. Hold on here one second. Let me check something real quick. My audio, audio technical difficulties. Hold on. Give me a second here. Okay, we good now. But, yeah, so he's best in the game. I don't see how you don't pay the man. Uh, there's rumblings that he might go to the Niners. Um, can I see him going to the Niners? Uh, not really, but, you know, it is what it is. I think anyone's willing to take a risk on someone like Lamar Jackson, any team. Even if they got a quarterback, probably willing to trade that guy to go get Lamar. So uh, it sucks that it ended out this way, but, you know, like they say for players when they get cut, NFL's a business. He's making the best business move for him and his family. Can't fault the man. Lamar, you still the man. Do your thing, playboy. Uh, Raiders sign DeAndre Carter. I really like this pickup, so I wanted to talk about it. You know, of course, I'm a Raider fan. I might have to get some Raider shit up here so y'all could look at it all day. But the thing is, is like I'm a Raider fan, and this was a great pickup. I love DeAndre Carter. He did good when he uh, played for San Diego last year. My bad. Not San Diego, L.A. But he played for L.A. last year, and uh, he did good when Mike Williams went out. You know, Mike Williams was kind of hurt throughout the year last year, so he came in and substituted in for him and did real good. Man, number five, for you, for you guys that don't know all the players' names but love to watch football, number five from the L.A. Rams came to Las Vegas to the Raiders. Now, what does that mean for Hunter Renfro? Because they've signed a couple, they got a couple uh, wide receivers now in there. They got Jacoby Myers, DeAndre Carter, Renfro, Adams, Philip Dorsett, another burner. I, I heard he came from New England. Um, so, you know, it's getting kind of crowded in there. So, you know, who's the odd man out? I hope they don't get rid of Renfro. Um, I think that guy's killer in the slot. Let that guy go in the slot. Let Jacoby Myers and Adams play on the outside, and you come and bring in um, DeAndre Carter and every once in a while get deep. I think that's a great offense right there. Do not get rid of Renfro. This is from a Raider fan over 20 years. Do not get rid of Renfro. He's 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 what we need. He's what we got. So um, I just hope that don't happen. Oh, what we got up here next? Nashville shooting. We're going to end on this right here, man. The Nashville shooting. I got two kids, me personally. You know, now I start to hear these things. My my son's two and my daughter's six months. 
So hearing these things now, like over the last couple of years, realizing like my son's going to go to school, my daughter's going to go to school and, and them running around here happy and smiling. And you just see that <coughs> terror they must be in when somebody's running through the school shooting people. Um, you know, kind of makes your heart twist a little bit. Really does. So, um, I can't, I can't imagine what those parents are going through and, um, thank God for the security and, and, and how fast they responded this time compared to the one that happened recently before that. And there were, uh, a lot of those cops got in trouble for not responding fast enough. These guys were quick on the scene. I think the shooter was dead within seven minutes. Um, believe it was a trans woman no it was a woman transitioning into a man um whoever it was that's a that's a coward going into a elementary school to kill young kids that have so much life ahead of them and 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 just take away so much happiness in a place that's pure young kids they don't know what's going on with the real world and uh, that's a scary thing, man, and, and having kids is a scary thing. So I want to say uh, condolences to those families, to those parents. Um, rest in peace to those young kids that will never get to uh, experience life, you know, barely getting a taste of life. But on that note, man, this is the Shiesty Show. This is the studio. We're going to be dropping every Tuesday. You know, trying to stay committed to this, man. This is the dream, the passion. Not doing it for money, just doing it for the love. And we talk about anything and everything here on the Shiesty Show. We're everyday people. We out. Do it.